Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Last month, I put out a survey asking people, what does bad sex mean to you? I was prepared for the jokey answer of, there's no such thing as bad pizza or bad sex. I was also prepared for answers like, sex that hurts, sex that's over too fast or takes too long, sex that feels awkward or boring, too rough, too soft. Basically answers that sort of pointed to partners not being aligned. I also expected men to answer differently than women, but they didn't. The majority answer to my question of what makes sex bad was sex that you don't want to have. And I was shocked because who has sex that they don't want to have? When I read that answer from both men and women I surveyed, I reflected on that a bit and I remembered something from many years ago. And I was on a date that could have been themed like, hashtag let's give this guy another chance because he's so good on paper. He and I had already slept together and it was way off, but sometimes the first sexual encounter is awkward and so I wasn't really prepared to write us off yet, right? I was on the first date after that sex fail and we were like in this rooftop swimming pool and sunbathing and we had this really nice enjoyable afternoon wherein I sort of liked some of the things that he said and did and then I really ignored some of the things that he said and did that I didn't like and I really feel like that's an important part of this story but the pool was at his place and we went afterwards to change clothes by him and um, we started to kiss and I knew that when we kissed that I was a no probably because of all the stuff that I had made myself ignore throughout the afternoon. But at that point in my life, I was not super aware of what was going on with me when it was going on. And so I kind of pressed on with the kissing and it turned into more kissing and eventually it turned into sex that I didn't want to have. And I just want to say right now that this guy in no way pressured me. It was all going on inside of myself. I didn't have the skill or the ability or really the relationship with my sexual self that I do now. And so this internal debate was like all of these pieces in me speaking at the same time over one another in a different language. And they were all getting frustrated that nobody understood. And I had a panic attack like in the middle of it all. 
at the actual worst and most embarrassing middle time, I excused myself and I went to the bathroom. I stood there and I looked into the mirror and every single cell in my body was asking, what are you doing? We all voted no. So I took a deep breath and I went out and I said that I had to go home. And to say that this was a shock to this guy is an understatement, like equivalent to us maybe planning a vacation, packing, Ubering to the airport together, going through security, getting all buckled up, only to have me like suddenly stop smiling, unbuckle and bail. Like what the fuck, right? But this guy walked me downstairs, maybe to make sure that the crazy lady was leaving. And I did my best to sort of explain that. I was in this situation because I had vetoed a no from myself that was very clear and that caused like a little panic attack in myself. He was very sweet about it and I drove away like horrified, right? And since that horrific encounter, I have never had sex that I was not a full body, full hearted yes to. That man and I are now married with two rescue dogs. Just kidding. I never saw that dude again. (laughs) But I really wonder, why did I have sex with him when I didn't want to? Why do any of us have sex when we don't want to have it? Is it to appease others, to not appear frigid, to not appear like if you're a guy, low testosterone or lame? Or is it just because it seems like too much effort to put brakes on something that's already rolling like in neutral towards sex? If you're in a relationship, is it to save that relationship, to save a marriage, to avoid an argument, to save hurt feelings or to save face or to keep someone from cheating on us? Or in my bad sexual experience date, was it to just not seem wacky or moody or god forbid to be a woman who gives off mixed signals right like we have this expectation for men and women both that once you have sex not wanting to have sex indicates a problem but that's just not true so how can we get comfortable saying no to sex so that we can stop having bad sex Well, the overarching answer here is to get really good at listening to your body, not your brain, your body. Your brain's going to try to analyze and will make a bad decision based on the past. Well, it may or may not be a bad decision, right? It's going to make a decision based on history. It may think that having unwanted sex is the safer choice now, safer physically, safer emotionally, safer (laughs) relationshipy. But just because you did it in the past and you're still here doesn't mean it was the right decision. Your brain just thinks it does. But knowing your body, knowing your yes, your yum, your turn on, and knowing it very intimately is how you will keep that turn on alive. And some people will tell us the opposite, right? That it's the brain that we need to listen to, not the body. But I think what we're talking about here is not raging hormones and chemicals of desire that's clouding our decisions. What we're talking about here in this episode is sex without the present moment desire to have sex, right? So we're not talking about being overwhelmed by turn on. We're talking about having sex when that turn on is absent. Because if you have sex when you don't want to have sex, you're going to damage your self-trust and then your turn-on dies. Because you disregard your own voice and your signals, they will get weaker and weaker and quieter and then they go silent. 
turn on thinks, well, I'm not needed here anymore, no one listens to me anyway, so away I go. Practice listening to your body, all the sensations, but especially your sexual sensations. Here's what I find people do a lot. They ignore their turn on for whatever reason. Maybe they don't want to have a turned on feeling at work or at school meetings, and they tamp down that feeling of arousal until a sexual encounter is deemed appropriate, right? And then they expect it to come roaring in, like some desperate understudy. But it's not how it works. You can't ignore pleasure and then expect some amazing pleasure performance on command. Okay, so my number one advice was to get into communication with your sensations, right? Your body. And I want to add here a little side note, which is to stop tying your turn on to expectations of sex, right? So we do a lot of times like if A, then B. If I'm turned on, it must mean I need to take some action. And instead, start feeling turned on by everything. The wind, food in your mouth, scents, sounds, and work on returning your turn on to a sense of innocence, right? So when you go, ooh, I'm aroused at work, it's because you're thinking of turn on only as related to wanting sex. That's what I'm asking you to untie, funnily enough, right? If you're not about to have sex, you think to yourself you shouldn't be feeling turned on, and then you shame yourself, and shame is a huge killjoy. You have no idea how much yummy energy that you're denying yourself when you tie your turn on only to sex. Okay, one more side, side note. Men, not for nothing, but it's also a way to stop patriarchal objectification of women. If you see the, like the curve of a woman's shoulder and you think, damn, that's sexy. That's fine. That's That's innocent turn on and the feeling is yours and delightful, right? The problem is only when anyone thinks they need to get someone when they feel turned on or to get something, right? And this is not a you thing. This is like a cultural thing that's been taught, like this whole wolf thing, right? Ah, something smells good. I must go. I must attack. Turn on energy, and I'm talking to everybody again here. Turn on energy is life force energy. Learn how to cycle that energy inside of your body and you will find yourself with a wellspring of blissful fuel. This is not an understatement. Okay, bad sex. How to stop having sex that you don't want to have so that you stop having bad sex. The nutshell is listen to your body wisdom and then get comfortable, worthy, and safe with your no. Practice being embarrassed. Practice being called a prude. Practice having that be said to you and knowing that it's not true. In other words, give zero fucks about what someone thinks about you giving zero fucks. And then a gentle invitation here, like honor your no, but an invitation to look at the flip side and ask yourself, why do you not want to have sex? I would need this to be another five hours in this episode to cover all of the reasons why people don't want to have sex. You can set up a call with me to get some clarity for your personal story. But once you know the reasons, what can you do to soften them? 
or can they be softened? Relationships often have dry spells, bodies have seasons, and bodies hold trauma. If you're in a relationship, have a conversation about where your current climate is, like how you're feeling about sex before one of you is making a bid for sex. Hopefully that makes sense. So how can you come back to feeling a bit more turn on in your life? Honoring your no is really important, but having a forever and consistent no, like you're just never having sex again, there's usually a reason behind that. There is something under that. So when is the last time that you really, really wanted to have sex? What was the feeling in that memory? And can you set up a scenario where that feeling is present and where it can grow? Do you have a patient partner? Are you patient with yourself around not wanting sex? Can expectations be turned to curiosity in sexual encounters? Having sex you don't want to have is a form of self-abandonment. Repeating this self-abandonment does so much damage to our self-esteem. So make a commitment to get under it pun sort of half intended there but it's a worthy journey like a worthwhile journey not only for relationships but because having an unhealthy relationship with sex and your sexual self is a recipe for unhappiness you're disconnected from yourself it's hard to feel a lot of joy in your life when you're disconnected from any part of yourself okay so try some of these things out stop having sex that you don't want to have and start getting under the reasons that you don't want to have it commit to some patient healing around your no and around your yes heartfelt thank you for listening i am honored every time you choose the one loving yourself does not require perfection Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.